Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of Anthropocene Reviewed and The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. Azah Holmes never intended to pursue the disappearance of fugitive billionaire Russell Pickett, but there's a $100,000 reward at stake and her best and most fearless friend Daisy is eager to investigate. So together, they navigate the short distance and broad divides that separate them from Pickett's son, Davis. Azah is trying. She is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. Turtles All the Way Down is a brilliant novel about love, resilience, and the power of lifelong friendship. Buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. Thank you, Turtles All the Way Down, for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. I'm always talking about how it is possible to change your life by just focusing on getting 1% better every day, how the little things really do add up, and... That can be as small as integrating a new supplement into your day-to-day routine like Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. It helps benefit your gut, skin, and heart health in just two little capsules a day. I personally have loved integrating Seed into my day-to-day routine. My digestion has never been better. I feel so much better and I truly notice a difference when I'm not taking it. When I take it consistently, I feel so much better. My digestion is better and I've never really experienced something like this from a probiotic so that's why I continually go back to seed and notice a difference when I stop taking it trust your gut with seeds ds01 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash alana and use code 25 alana to get 25% off your first month that's 25% off your first month of seeds ds01 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash alana code 25 alana thank you seed for sponsoring today's episode of morning ray Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Hello, good morning, angels, and welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny, and it's been a hot sec since I have recorded an intro. Last week, I didn't upload an episode. It was super hectic with my birthday and moving and switching producers and all that good stuff, so we took the week off. I hope you aren't too mad. I really didn't want to take it off, but I knew you would understand with 
the move and my birthday and everything, but I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode with Liv, Olivia Poling. She was a dog pound trainer. She's a personal trainer. She's out in LA. She's an awesome baddie. So I'm so excited for you to hear that episode, but until Liv comes on, we're just going to have a little solo moment as always. I'm going to give you a little life update, my weekly intentions, tip of the week, current faves, you know the drill. So update, I'm currently recording this in my new apartment in downtown Toronto. I'm thriving. I'm loving it so, so, so much. It feels like I'm on vacation, um, but I also feel really at home at the same time. I've never felt so comfortable in a space that wasn't my actual home, like my parents' house. Always when I was away at school in Waterloo, it never really felt like a home. And maybe that was because it was in my own furniture. I knew it was only temporary. I'm not sure, but I feel really at home here and I'm really happy and we're thriving and I hope it stays that way. I'm sure it will, Um, but I'm so happy and I'm meeting so many new people and I'm experiencing new things and discovering new places and it's so fun to explore and to be so close to the water as well. I've been walking by Lakeshore a lot, which is actually current fave. I'll get more into that later, but I'm just really happy. Things are things are really taking off both in my personal life, in my career, in my social media career, all that stuff. I'm I'm kind of just like on top of the world and I'm 22. Hello. I'm I feel old now that I'm 22. Like I feel like now I'm actually in my 20s, but you know what? We're we're thriving. We're we're going with it. So, let's get into my weekly intention. This has been my weekly intention time and time again, but I seriously need it right now. I've had way too many nights of only 4 hours of sleep, which is really not healthy. So, my weekly intention is to seriously fix my sleep schedule. I need to get on top of that shit and fix my sleep schedule. It is it is not okay right now. Like I need sleep. Sleep is so, so important. And if your sleep schedule is fucked up right now, this is your sign to get back into it. Maybe I'll do a little sleep schedule challenge situation on Instagram at LannyBFit if you're not following me already. Oh, and oh my God, life update. We hit 40,000 followers on my Instagram. I am so beyond grateful and feel so loved and wow, like could never imagined that there would be 40,000 of you beautiful angels following me on Instagram. So thank you. Thank you for all the love and support over the past three and a half years, almost four years. It's pretty crazy. Like, holy shit. Um, But yes, back to my weekly intention. I really need to fix my sleep schedule. I really want to aim for seven hours. I've been getting between four to six. So really want to aim for seven hours. Seven to eight hours is really where it's at. And we're going to try to get back there. And you're going to hold me accountable. And I'm going to hold myself accountable. And I'm going to mother myself a little bit. But this leads me in to the tip of my week and or the tip of the week. And that is to set your boundaries. Know when you are going to stop working, when too much social time is too much social time, when you need that downtime, 
when work needs to stop, whether it be for your own thing, your side hustle, or work work, like your job, um, school, whatever it may be, really set those boundaries when it's your weekend, you're not working, you're not answering those emails. Don't invite people to build the habit and the expectation that you'll answer emails or calls or work requests after a certain time during the week or on the weekend. The second you show them that it's okay, they'll think it's okay and they'll keep doing it and then it will be really hard to get out of it. So set those boundaries and hold them tightly and be stern with them. But then that also leads me into another tip that I've heard. It could not be totally true, but it takes apparently two weeks of going to bed and waking up at like around the same time each night for it to really become a habit and for you to feel the benefits of it and for your body to really reset its circadian, circadian rhythm, arcadian, I don't you know, the internal clock, that thing. Um, so start today. Instead of postponing it, start today. Start drilling in on that morning and night routine, getting to bed at around the same time every night, waking up at around the same time every morning, and let's do it together. Let's start this challenge. Maybe it will be the sleep challenge. I don't know. I'll think of a fun name. We'll do something with it. I think it will be fun. It will hold all of us accountable and we can really get into that good grind going back into school if you're going into school in a few weeks, which is crazy. Like summer's over, guys. I don't want it to get cold. I want it to be summer forever. Also, I'm I'm going off on tangents today, but Sean Mendez is in Toronto and he is he's my neighbor. I ran into Camila Camila Cabello the other day and their dog Tarzan. And oh my God, Tarzan is so precious. Camila is stunning in person. She's also so little, so cute. Um, have yet to see Sean. We'll keep you updated on the Sean Mendez hunting chronicles. Um, but he literally lives around the corner from me and pretty crazy. Don't know how long he'll be in Toronto for. But now on to my current faves. So currently I'm loving walking by the waterfront. It's so relaxing. It's a really nice change of scenery. I love all the different sceneries that I can see now that I'm in downtown Toronto. It's a nice switch up from living in the suburbs and the GTA. And waking up early and being able to just see like the sunrise and see the Toronto landscape is city lines cityscape (laughs) clearly my head is in a jumble this morning but I just love seeing it it's so peaceful in the morning it's so calming and I'm here for it and my last current fave is being spontaneous and saying yes more it was a goal of mine for so long to be more spontaneous to be more open-minded to say yes to more things to try new things to be okay with being a little uncomfortable to become uncomfortable to become comfortable and I'm living for it and I'm so proud of myself and how far I've come this year and how far I've grown. So those are my current faves, but I'm going to bring Liv, Liv Pulling, Olivia Pulling on to Morning Ray now and I hope you enjoy this episode. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe and enjoy. So I'm here with Olivia or Liv Pulling. Welcome to Morning Ray. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. So for those who don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? Um, I am a fitness instructor and 
influencer, I guess. I am a personal trainer out in Los Angeles, but I'm originally from Columbus, Ohio, and my zodiac sign is an Aries. Wow. I we're compatible. I'm friends with like a lot of Aries. I'm a Leo. Oh, really? Yes. Oh my my brother's a Leo. My, I think my, I think my brother's Leo. I I think so. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Okay. So, how did you get into fitness and health? Like what is like the first thing you can remember from like where that passion kind of stemmed from or at least the interest? Yeah, for me, I grew up um doing ballet and doing musical theater. So my background is a lot more um, in the arts and performing and performance-based. But growing up, my dad was super, super into working out. And my dad actually would write programs and like do all that kinds of stuff. And my brother was super athletic. And I remember in Ohio, like it's, it's very strange. In Ohio, there's a huge, huge bodybuilding community, like a huge bodybuilding community. The Arnold um, competition comes there every year and the big, you know, convention and all that stuff. And so I ended up going to a gym that my dad was a part of that had a like, like a trainer there that was a like, extravagant and mm-hmm. like, very important bodybuilding trainer. And he would host this strength and conditioning coaching class and my brother would go to it. And so I started going to that when I was like 14 and I hated it so much. <laughs> and I would literally go out into the, the parking lot, I remember, and like have to stand for like five minutes before we got into the car because it was it was so awful. I, like, I was going to die every single time. But then I just kind of got bit by the bug there. And then I ended up starting my page like a year after that, or like a year or so after that. I started my page when I was like 16 or 17. Um, and yeah, so then I started kind of just working out all the time and it became like a huge part of my life. And then I just, I got my certification and here we are. So I really fell in love with it, but I was definitely doing other stuff before Mm -hmm. that, that were kind of not associated with it. So it's a very crazy story. When did you stop dancing? Was it when you graduated? Kind of. Yeah. So I, um, interestingly enough, I was going to go to college for musical theater. So I was going to go to college for musical theater. And so I was going to continue dancing like but in a different way. Like I did Mm -hmm. ballet and and I did everything when I was younger and I stopped dancing because when I was auditioning for college, I honestly hated the process so much. I, I hated the, uh, the unified auditions. I hated going through it. And I remember I had gotten into a intensive the summer before my senior year, um, at Penn state and Penn state became my dream school. And I wanted to go there so badly. And I was with like 20 other kids. It was like a very prestigious mm-hmm. summer program for musical theater. And I was, it was a very like exciting thing that I should have been like over the moon excited about. And I was, but like my mom showed up and I had like lost weight and I was just like, so not myself. And I think I had slowly come to realize and throughout audition season, I had, uh, was realizing that this was something in this trajectory in this way that I did not want to do. Mm-hmm. And it was all based off of in, uh, intuition. It was not based off of anyone did anything wrong. It was like, or if I wasn't going to be like, you know, accepted to some school, but I just knew that it wasn't the right path for me. And so um, I kind of stopped dancing like after that, like my senior year after that. And um, so like senior end of senior year rolls around and I kind of stopped like right after that. 
um, and took like a huge break because I didn't mm-hmm. know anything else. Like I had done that for 15 years every single day of my life. You know what I mean? So I was just yeah. like, I literally didn't know anything else other than like dancing and singing and acting and everything. It was like, I don't even know what kind of a person I am. Like I was like, I don't even know who I am now. But yeah, it was like definitely the best decision I could have made for sure. Yeah, I remember when I stopped dancing, even like if we're just like going down to like the basics of like movement, like I would, I did not know what mm-hmm. to do when you walked into a gym. Like I had no idea. Right, I touched with right. like in yeah. my life, maybe like a two pound dumbbell at school or like a Pilates ball, but like that's it. Like I didn't know. And I stopped dancing when I went away to school um, and I had to like relearn everything and I had to learn like how to move my body and stay active and do it on my own without someone telling me, okay, you're coming to dance on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays and you're doing X, Y, Z for this hour. And then this, like, it's a whole change and it's a whole change in your mindset. It's a whole different change in your mindset. 100%. And like, I'm right. Come home from school and I would do ballet. Like that was like my backbone was like ballet. So like I would do ballet like five days a week for at one point I was doing ballet like six days a week. And that was horrible horrible like I I remember that I it was like for one year and I because I had gotten into like this program at my studio and I was like oh my god I want to die like nothing there's nothing worse than like for me personally like my personal torture mm-hmm. was to like get up on a Saturday morning at like you go to the studio at 8 a.m and be at a point shoes at oh 8 a.m like that is that is like that is like honestly like the the worst ever like you couldn't pay me money to do that again it was so bad um but yeah that was I I'm honestly so grateful that I I don't know if you feel this way, I'm sure mm-hmm. you do but like I'm so grateful I grew up dancing versus playing sports like I don't I, I always am so grateful for that because I think it makes you appreciate so much more like it appreciates a movement so differently appreciates your body so differently and also like helps you appreciate art forms Mm -hmm. differently um versus like just playing sports you know what I mean yeah with dance like you get the the love and the appreciation for like all different types of art forms versus just like a sport Mm -hmm. it's like let's go hard let's like beat them like it's like very only physical versus like dance is physical and it's art which is great and then you're also it's very like emotional too yeah, I agree. It's a very emotional thing. And um, yeah, I encourage everybody to try dance when they're young, at least. I mean, it's not, it's definitely not for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's just like sports. It's not for everyone. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I think if you appreciate it, you should definitely, definitely try it. It's great. What's one thing you wish you could tell your younger self, um, specifically in relation to like your health and fitness journey? I know you've spoken on your platform about overcoming like an eating disorder and all that um, and diet culture. So What's something like you wish you could tell your younger self or even advice to someone who's younger and may just be starting to dive into the world of health and fitness and everything that you see on social media? That's such a good question. I feel like for me at the beginning, like on a such a surface level, I guess I was so obsessed with like trying to like not and like almost like shield myself and like and like protect myself from like who I actually was Mm -hmm. like I wanted to be like everyone else and I I train a younger girl and I I know that I noticed that she always has other girls as her screensaver and I I used to do Mm -hmm. that where I would have like I think I think mine was like Alexis Ren Mm -hmm. as my screensaver for like a few years you know what I mean (laughs) and I like and like and that was like in the depths of where I was like really learning like about health and I was I had just started my page I think we had just started speaking like it was so early on. And I think that at the beginning, I was so obsessed with looking like somebody else or being like somebody else. And when I stopped 
caring so much when I overcame that eating disorder. I went, I went, went through recovery, even past that, because recovery is such a long mm-hmm. process, like even past that and just kind of fully taking risks in other parts of my life. I learned to really accept myself and like, you know, be like the kind of start becoming the person mm-hmm. I really want to be. And I guess the biggest advice I would have is that don't even pay attention to anybody else. Like almost put a little bit of blinders on and just be like, is this right for me? Am I, you know, feeling good? Am I like very basic questions, but they're actually very difficult to answer mm-hmm. sometimes. You mean like, how do I feel about this? Do I feel supported? Do I feel loved? Do I feel good about myself? Do I feel confident? Like, or if I might, or am I obtaining tools to get to that place? And if the answer to any of those questions is no, then like you need to readjust either what you're doing or who's in your life in order to like, you know, make sure that those things are in alignment because anything that is kind of off balance with that can really lead you astray. Like for sure. Mm -hmm. I remember I used to obsess over like Kayla Zenas's body. Like that's all I wanted. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) I I remember when you did her program. Oh my God. God. That's how, that's how long ago we've been friends. And I remember when you did, um, Oh my God. When did you, you did food? Food combining. Food combining. combining. Oh my God. I remember that too. (laughs) We go so far back. (laughs) we've done everything (laughs) we've done everything between us we've done everything like it's so bad we've done every program we've done everything oh my god remember (laughs) when we were doing like I was teaching I don't even I didn't even really know that much but like reverse dieting like it was okay it was beneficial like in the smallest way but like I I remember I messaged you about it because I was like, why did you do that? And oh my God, you were the one who who told me how to do it. I remember that because you were talking about it. I was like, that looks so interesting. And um, you know, what's crazy is like, that's how I learned to like count macros and how I learned to do that was through all of that. And so like, you know, and that really helped so much like at the end of my eating disorder, because I was like going through recovery at that point, which is so crazy to me. And it just shows how much you really don't know what's going on in social media, mm-hmm. because I was like, full on eating disorder when I started my page for the first year that I had it. And so, you know, thankfully, no, but it's social media. Like I wasn't really like, like I had not really had that much influence, Mm -hmm. thank God. But like, you know, it was crazy because people who have seen me at that point were like, it can see me now. They're like, holy crap. Like I, that is like the craziest thing ever, like watching you from this place to this place. But like at the time, you know, like doing reverse dieting and all that stuff, like going through all that growth period, like on social media was so strange. Now, like thinking about it now, like, cause I can still scroll down and see yep. like my posts and what I was saying. And I'm like, Holy, I, I, those thoughts came in my head. Like, that's crazy. Um, but yeah, reverse dieting was actually super helpful for me and it actually helped me recover from my eating disorder a lot. Um, but it's so ironic because it was who you were who posted about it. And so <laughs> then that's like really what happened. And that's so funny. Yeah, I remember that. It like actually showed me that I could eat more food. Like I didn't have to eat like yeah. nothing. Yeah. No, I know. And that's it really helped cure that like weird like mentality for me too. It helped cure that. And so I think it's like a really good way for girls to kind of who are who are not like who are in a better place after an eating disorder to kind of learn that mm-hmm. lesson after like recovery I think it's a really really good way for you to learn I think it's it's really helpful Mm -hmm. what led you to want to become a personal trainer a fitness instructor and like work in this world of fitness you know what's funny is I never thought that I would do anything like this like I never thought that I would be in personal training I never thought that I would even want to do that um 
and growing up like going going to that gym I would I would just become obsessed with going to that gym it was just one of my favorite places to go um it was the only other place that I knew other than the dance studio mm-hmm. and like a theater and it was just like really special to me because also it's kind of like one of those things where you have hobbies right where you go to places that people don't know you and people do things like it's like if you do a drop-in dance class mm-hmm. like, once a week it's like people don't know you people just like are enjoying your time there and it was kind of the same thing it was like this place that nobody really knew what what I did outside of there I was just like my dad's kid that came to the class and it was like it was fun Mm -hmm. and I I enjoyed it and you know at that gym it's like super popular to become a bikini competitor like it was very popular and that was one thing that they were trying to push me to do and I remember being so like I don't want to do that like that's not something I want I don't want to be a personal trainer I don't want to do that and I actually started working at a restaurant and in between high school and like now and I was working at this restaurant and I was talking about like training and working out with all these people and like you know that I was working Mm -hmm. with and these people who I was working with were following my Instagram page would ask me all these questions and I was getting my certification because I thought it was important because I was like well I'm posting these workouts and I really like working out I want to learn more about it but I definitely didn't think about it as a business And then I started, ended up training all the girls that were my friends from the restaurant. And I actually loved it so much because one girl in particular, she, it changed her life, like teaching her how to count macros, teaching her how to like live a healthier life. She lost like 15 pounds and and, and I'm watching her have that experience was so inspiring to me. And it's moved me so much. I was like, wow, I really want to do this. I really want to help girls. I really want to help other girls feel this way because it is so powerful like to watch that and the bond that you create Mm -hmm. with that is like amazing yeah that's I think that's really what kind of led me to do that for sure I love that so if you weren't a personal trainer what do you think you would be doing oh my god that's so hard I don't I don't know I think that you know what's funny is that I don't really I don't think about stuff like that I guess because I I've learned through my experiences of like getting my job at dog pound like moving here like and having other experiences like even not working there anymore like where I'm I know that I'm at my own free will that I if I if I wanted to stop doing this tomorrow and do something else I could do it Mm -hmm. you mean it's like because I think that it's more about the kind of person that Mm -hmm. you are I think it's more about learning like you know I, I read I read 50 cents book and actually I would highly highly recommend it it's actually a great like autobiography on his life and um one of the things he talks about in this in his book is that if if he lost it all tomorrow and he had to become like a hot dog vendor or something like that, that he knows that he could become the best hot dog vendor of all time because he knows what to do in these situations. He knows how to build. He knows how to scale. He knows how to outwork somebody mm-hmm. else and be smarter and work, work so hard to do something that it doesn't really matter what you do because at the end of the day, like things evolve and things change. Like I also think too, for me, I'm like, I don't want to be a trainer for the rest of my life, but I have my whole life to figure out what I'm going to be doing next. Like what I do right now might not be the same thing that I do in a year from now or two years from now or three years from now. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of like keeping that mentality because I always was in the opposite where I was like, oh, I have to do musical theater. I did it for so long. It's my dream. It's this, it's that. And then I think even dog pound, I was like, I want to work there so bad. It's my dream to work there. And when you get there, you're like, uh, I'm 19. I, I, I'm the rest of my life. I don't want to do this for the rest of mm-hmm. my life. What do I do next? And so I think it's kind of like that too. You have to like realize those things growing up where you get those 
numbers or you get like the followers or you get like the job or you get like to go move to the place and then you do and you're like wait I'm not fulfilled how do I fix like how do I Mm -hmm. keep going and I think that's kind of the fun part is you got to like let your life kind of lead you places yeah for sure I feel like a lot of people decide they like one thing and they kind of trap themselves in this box so for example I don't know like I'm in sale like someone's in sales so I'm a sales guy and they like they get this very like scarcity mindset that they're only good at sales and that anything else is deemed impossible and they would fail at it. But if you have this abundance mindset where you kind of see the silver lining in everything and you're open to new experiences, you're open to meeting new people, you're open to opportunities, you're going to be able to find success and happiness in almost every corner. And Mm-hmm. it's like so I that's what I've learned like yes I've had this idea of like going into marketing at one point I wanted to do like fashion design not anymore <laughs> oh yeah no no right like I I've had so many things where I'm like I oh I want to do this I would and then like almost on it's like the craziest thing because I feel like life plays itself back like a movie I don't know how you if you feel like that but I feel like that where I'm like living a plot line and everyone always like makes fun of people say the main character. No, you literally, it like literally feels like that. If you, if you think of yourself like that, it really does feel kind of like that where you're doing, you're going along doing something and then something happens and you're like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do now. Or this is, this is so unexpected. And then you have to kind of adjust and then you keep doing that and then you adjust. It's like the, it's always like that. And I think that it's very similar to the plot of a movie. I agree that it's like, you think that you're in, a certain mindset and you trap yourself there that you're never going to be able to be open-minded. You're never going to be truly fulfilled in your mm-hmm. own life because you're so stuck in some, something else and you, and you want to almost like fit a square peg in a, like a round hole. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I mean, especially like if you are trying to make decisions based on what you think like society is going to deem as appropriate or what you think other people are going to be like impressed with, like you're never going to be happy because you're going to be worried too much about, their opinions and like what they're looking for in their lives opposed to what you are seeking out of your own. Absolutely. There's, and if you don't live a life of risk, there will be no like. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches. Any meal honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50RAE, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Blech. 
And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Light. I get that it, it won't ever be what you want it to be because I think that, and this is why I was talking about it with a friend and like, I, it's so funny because people will ask for advice or things like that to like move to LA or like to start training or do whatever. And they'll come up with all these like excuses of why they mm-hmm. can't do it. Oh, I'm going to college. Oh, I have to save money. Oh, I have to do this. Or, oh, I'm comfortable where I'm at, but I really want to do this. It's like, at the end of the day, you have to be in a vulnerable position to make a big risk like that. You have to be like scared to make a, a big decision. Like you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this and it's going to be fine and, and line up everything because everything's never going to go the way you think. Um, but yeah, keeping yourself like in a vulnerable position always is, you know, the best because you can also wear that heart on your sleeve and people see that and people appreciate it mm-hmm. and people know what it feels like to feel like that or they're appreciative because they know they couldn't do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they know that. It, and so you can't ever, like you said, you can never do things for other people because like, like, like what's the point in that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, you can't live your life for other people. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And people, and people do it all the time, like going to college, like all that stuff, like that might not be the right thing for you. Like it wasn't the right thing for me at all. And I remember even when I was in high school, like right before I graduated, um, it was so funny because I was dancing at the time and we had to do like a college, like, like, like rehearse, like, like a performance. And mm-hmm. like, there was always the girls who would graduate at the beginning and do like a dance together. And I literally didn't know what college shirt to wear. I was auditioning for Disney at the time. So I was like, I'm going to wear a Disney shirt, I guess. <laughs> but even that people were like, Oh, like people would always be like, Oh, Olivia's not going to college. And it's just like, I remember feeling like, no, like one day, one day I'm going to, I'm going to do something and you guys are all going to get to see, cause I'm going to take a risk and stuff like that. And I know that it wasn't right for me and I wasn't going to waver on that opinion. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's just like, it's a cool feeling when you're confident that mm-hmm. it's a good feeling. Yes, for sure. 110% back everything you just said. You mentioned dog pound. Mm -hmm. So what was the process about like becoming a trainer? I remember you were traveling to New York and LA a lot before like you ended up announcing like I'm working at dog pound. What Mm -hmm. was the process like? How did it like unravel? Give us like the inside scoop. (laughs) Okay. So here's the deal. This is actually so crazy how this all happened. So the gym that I was growing up at and the gym that I was working at, I worked out there from like the age of like 14 to like 19, essentially. So I was there for like a good five years, um, mm-hmm. pretty on and off, but like consistently through my last like three years of high school and like beyond. Um, and I had like made family friends. And so my dad went there. My brother went there. Um, we were really close with the staff and like some of the other people who went there. And one of my super good friends who used to run a huge company out there. Um, and like, there's a bunch of like, like a bunch of companies that are like, that work with the limited. Um, and he worked was like a head executive at the limited or one of the companies that's like under the umbrella there. Mm-hmm. And um, he ended up like having like a birthday thing in New York. And he was like, Oh, like all the guys from the gym are going to come. Like you should come and we're all going to go to dog pound. And I was like, nine, I was barely 19. It was like May of 2019. So I just turned 19. And I was like, oh, great. And they all knew that I wanted to work there. And I had said verbally, I was like, I only ever want to work at a gym. 
if I can work a dog pound. And that, that was it. Cause I was so obsessed with like Victoria's secret models mm-hmm. and like, like, like training. I wanted to train them. I wanted to be like them, all this stuff. Right. As any 19 year old girl does. And so I <laughs> ended up going to New York with them and we went to dog pound and I was with Kirk Myers, who was the CEO, who is the CEO of dog pound. Mm-hmm. And I was training with him and it was, this is so crazy. This is what I'm telling, like saying is that things really happen the way they're supposed to and they align when they're supposed to. Um, it was his last session before he was moving to LA for six months to open the LA location. Mm-hmm. His bag was literally packed in the corner of the gym. He had like 45 minutes with me before he had to leave. So we're working out in the ring. We're just talking. And he literally halfway through the session goes, Olivia, would you like to work here? And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, would you like, would you like a job? He was like, we'd love, I would love to hire you as a trainer. Um, and he was like, I, he was like, do you have a preference in New York or LA? I was like, uh, no. And he's like, great. I think you would be good in our LA location. I'm going to send you like the manager's information. I'm going to put us in a group chat, like, you know, and then we'll get the ball rolling from there. I am like over the moon. I'm about to pass out. I'm so excited. <laughs> like I was so, I, I would, that was probably one of the best moments of my life in that small moment I was like this is not happening this is not real so um obviously I go back home to Ohio I'm in contact with this manager guy Kirk had left for for LA the gym is opening on Thursday I'm home on like a Monday or Tuesday and this manager will not the entire weekend and the beginning of the week would not take my meeting like he would literally he kept avoiding me and obviously like in hindsight looking back I'm like oh my mm-hmm. gosh they were fully staffed like they had their whole rollout with like their payroll everything I had everything all lined up and then this little like 19 year old girl wants to come work for us but he's like oh my god so you know he is supposed to take this meeting with me and he keeps pushing it and so finally we set like a, a set time for it and I remember being so frustrated because I knew that he was gonna try and blow me off and I didn't want to have any gap time between when I got hired and like me going there. So mm-hmm. I ended up buying a one-way ticket to go to LA after the call. And so we get on this call, we're talking and he literally says something like, you know, okay, great. You're hired. Um, he hires me. Cool. Mission accomplished. And then he mm-hmm. goes, so when you're coming out here and I literally am sitting on my bed with like a suitcase like next to me and I go um this I'm so sorry this is so weird but I just really really want this job I said I actually have a ticket for like an hour and a half from now he was like what and I was like yeah I I, I, I he was like oh my god and I was like he's like do you have anywhere to stay I was like no and he starts laughing and my mom was like I will never forget it he starts cracking up he's like oh my god and he's like okay like let me call you back in 20 minutes so he calls me back and he's like okay you can come so then I ended up going like on the plane I literally had never been to LA at that point I had never been there so I literally got dropped off at the airport I'm like standing at LAX and like at like 9 p.m I'd like, be like oh my god like where am I supposed to go and um I remember my uber driver on the way to the hotel was like what like what the heck is going on like it's so funny so and then I ended up going to the opening party here for dog pound LA and um then I came home for like two weeks I think and then I ended up actually living in an Airbnb out here. I lived in an Airbnb with five other people and I would walk to work at like 5 a.m. I would walk to work. I would walk a mile and a half to go to work because I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car for the first year I lived here, which I can't believe I did that, which is like crazy to me. Oh my God. Um, 
but yeah, so then that's how I ended up getting my job at Dog Pound. So, so crazy. Wow. I remember it was like really fast and like it mm-hmm. came out of the blue, but I didn't know it was like that. Holy shit. It was so <laughs> crazy. It was like the craziest thing. Um, but yeah, it was so wild. I, and that's what I mean is like you literally just have to like believe in yourself. And that that situation taught me so much that like really nothing is as impossible as you think it is. And nothing is as far out of reach as you think. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. I'm so proud of you. you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I'm proud of you and your new apartment, living it up, living your dreams. Three months ago, I said to my mom, I'm moving out at the end of the summer. She's like, no, you're not. And I was like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm a month early. Oh my God. Did you move to downtown Toronto? Is that where you moved? Oh my God. That's so fun. That is so exciting. I love that so much. I love that for you. That's amazing. Thank you. I feel like I'm on cloud nine. Like it it doesn't feel real. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's crazy. When you like start like doing stuff like that, you're like, I feel like a real person. You're like, this is so weird. Yeah. I feel it too. I like, I feel when I'm the front, I first like moved in with a roommate and stuff like out here, I had shared a room with my sister for like the last year in between high high school. And now I I shared a room with like my 14 year old sister. I was like, in comparison to that, I was like, wow, I've made it so far. I've done, I've done so I live halfway across the country and six months ago, I was living in a room with my sister. Like, it's so crazy. It's just so wild how that stuff always like kind of falls into alignment. Wow. Yes, for sure. Okay. So my listeners know I'm a huge fan of my morning routine, but I want to hear yes. what your morning routine is. So spill the beans. What is Liv's morning routine? Okay. So Recently, I've actually started a workout group in LA. If anyone's in LA and they want to come, just go ahead and message me. But it's actually super fun. It's a 6 a.m. workout class. Um, so it's 6 a.m. I really personally like waking up that early. Um, a lot of people don't, but I think it's really nice and it gets a good nice start to your day. So I wake up super early. I wake up like 5.15. I wake up super freaking early. And then <laughs> I just moved into a new apartment as well. So I moved into a new apartment like two months ago. Um, or this is my second month in the apartment is of August. And so I usually like will make coffee. So I like make, make my little French press and like um, then what do I do? I usually do my skincare in the mornings. I do like some skincare and then I always like lay out my uh, clothes the night before just because it's easier and faster. And then mm-hmm. I always try to start my day with a podcast or journaling or reading something. Um, Cause I also, this is a weird, I don't have a TV in my apartment and that's honestly on purpose because I really am going to be trying to not like be watching lots of TV because I know I live alone. And mm-hmm. if I sat down all the time and if I was just like kind of bored, I would watch TV way too much. So I've been really, really into reading lately as like nerdy as it sounds, but you know what? I've decided that nerds are just well-rounded people. So it's fine. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) So, so I will start my day either reading a book or I'll like journal, which is either can just be like mindlessly or it can be intentionally. Sometimes we'll even Mm go onto the, we are not the stranger. We are really not strangers Instagram and I'll like find their journal prompts or like a question or a card. And I'll just like start writing like an answer to a prompt that they mm-hmm. have, which is also something I really like doing. Um, and sometimes I'll do meditations, but honestly, like I like to do those more at night um, or walking meditations, which is also something I like to do during the day. Um, 
but yeah, it's usually kind of around what I do. And then I always leave. I live like five minutes from my gym. So I literally leave at like 5.50 and then I'm out the door. So it's like super fast and easy and quick. And I'm usually, my schedule's so weird. I'm usually home like two hours, three hours later. So it's not that big of a jump. Not like how people leave for like a nine to five job or something. Yeah. I love your morning routine. I feel like it's like very realistic. Yeah, exactly. It's There's not really like, I wish I could be so like, like I start with a meditation. I can't. I'm like, I no. also know myself. <laughs> I know myself and I would do it for like two days and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that. No, thank you. <laughs> I just try to like really set, I try to set my intentions for the day because I always hate like, I hate also going to a day where I'm not scheduled. Like I hate that too, where I always on Sundays or Saturday nights, I'll make sure my schedule is ready for the week and like make sure that I know what my timing is of that day. Like if I have like clients or when they are and how like how far I have to drive and where I have to go and you know how I'm going to plan my eating schedule around that, my workout schedule, like other stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, I always I always have to make sure that's one thing that I always do is make sure that my schedule is like lined up for that day. That's one thing I always do too. Yeah, that's like me. If I, it's not that it has to be like every hour planned, but right. if I don't know, like a ballpark of how my day or my week is gonna look, like it's just not the best feeling. It's no, you it's, feel a I lot feel, more productive. Oh yeah, I feel so chaotic and just all over the place, and my my schedule is like nuts. I feel I hate it so much. It's just crazy. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to do like a little rapid fire of questions from the listeners. I got a few. I love that. So try keep the answers short and sweet. It makes it more spicy and fun. Ooh, perfect. Um, but let's do it. So Okay. Okay, some of these questions are like you could answer longer, but let's try keep them short and sweet. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, how do you properly structure a workout for your goals and how do you know if it's effective? Um, okay. So for me personally, it always changes. I personally like to do full body, whether that's, you know, I hit posterior chain, which is like the back half of my body, which is like my back, my triceps, my glutes, my hamstrings. Like I try to hit that, or I try to hit like posterior and then anything anterior is like anything in my front part of my body. So like my biceps, like shoulders, like quads, anything like that. Um, I mainly stick to full body, but I also really try to incorporate everything throughout the week of workouts as well. And how would you know if it's effective? I feel like some people don't really know if it's like, quote unquote, doing anything or if it's going to bring results in quotation. So Mm -hmm. what is the best way to know if you're challenging yourself enough? Because sometimes we got used to being in like this comfort zone. Totally. I think that it's scary to push past boundaries and stuff like that. But one thing that I also like, I hate using scales. I hate I never encourage my clients or my girls to use scales. Um, One thing I always encourage is to take pictures, like is to take pictures at the beginning of the week and the end of the week, um, or even like however long you're changing your workouts. Because at at the same time, like your body gets super used to your workouts. Like if you're doing even a program, like if the person who's structuring your workout has been giving you the same workout for two weeks straight, three weeks straight, like you're you're not going to see any more results. So you have to make sure that you're constantly changing it and you're constantly shocking your body and I always, I always take pictures, even now, like I always just take pictures to see, you know, like what I look like now versus February. And what was I eating in February? What was I work? How was I working out in February? What was I doing? And so I know I look like that when I do this. And then same thing kind of applies for every situation. If you're doing more Pilates, then you look like this. If you do more weights, you look like this. If you're pushing harder, like heavier weight, you look like this. 
You know I mean, so it's mm-hmm. just more stuff like that. It just all depends. Like nothing is a wrong answer, I guess. It just depends on what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to stay motivated towards your fitness goals? That's such a hard one because I feel like everybody's motive. Everyone's always motivated in different ways. And you have to learn how you are motivated. Um, it's just more of a psychological thing. Personally, for me, it's it's not even about motivation anymore. It's about routine. It's about like on the days you don't want to, you still do it. Um, and that's not even saying like you have to, but just saying that, you know, you need to make sure that you keep your body moving a lot and you know, it's, and willpower will only get you so far. And like, mm-hmm. you know, motivation will only get you so far. Cause sometimes you're just not in the headspace, but it's just about going and getting it done and then moving on. You know what I mean? I think it's more yeah. like that. And then a follow-up to that, how can you build good habits so that you're not relying on waves of motivation? Because I feel like so many people are like waiting for that burst of motivation mm-hmm. and they don't understand how, not to like put us on a pedestal, but they don't understand how people like us who are able to work out consistently throughout a lot, like long mm-hmm. duration, like how they're able to do that and not just rely on that motivation. So what can you recommend? I think, well, it, it, it takes 21 days to create a habit. I think that what I always tell girls too is make it super small at first. So it's like, if you even take it day by day or every three days where it's like these first three days, I worked out every single day for these first three days. Then you know, you can do it again. You know, you can do it after that. Even if it's, if it's more simple than that, you can take it day by day saying I ate a healthy breakfast. I ate a healthy lunch. I ate a healthy dinner and I moved my body today. And then the next day, same thing, like just trying to make sure that you take it either day by day or in spurts, like, if it's three days, if it's five days, if it's two weeks, like, but don't try to like extend that time where it's like, I'm going to go a month straight with just Mm -hmm. working out. It's like after that first three days, if you need a break, take a second, take a break, take a day off and then go right back into it. So it's just like kind of monitoring like how, you know, and knowing what you can do and what you're capable of handling. Like if you know, you can't go two weeks straight with just working out every day, which I wouldn't recommend anyway. But like, you know, if you can't go like two weeks straight with working out five days a week, then don't. Just try to take every three days and see how you're feeling after that. Make an evaluation and then get back into it the next day. I love that. I feel like people try to make these huge goals and then Mm -hmm. it's so daunting. But if you break down that goal into smaller bite-sized pieces, you're more likely to be able to accomplish it and keep on going opposed to try to strive above and beyond for this insane goal starting from ground zero and then just giving up. No, I totally agree. I think that if you, like you're saying, like those bite-sized pieces, like it's exactly that. You need to make sure that you can like do as much as you can, which might not be a month long challenge. That might not be like you work out every single day. I know I can't do that for my schedule mm-hmm. or my my like levels of exertion. I can't do it. And so I also try to find things throughout the week. Like I love, I just started surfing. Like I love surfing, trying to do stuff like that during the week to also break up my workouts where I'm like, oh, I had so much fun surfing on Sunday. I can't wait to work out on Monday. You know what I mean? So stuff like that where, mm-hmm. or you play tennis or you golf or you, or in like, you know, like just like doing stuff outside, I, uh, hiking, anything like that mm-hmm. can also be super, super helpful. I love that. And how can you become more confident in your body and yourself and kind of just like running with that? Yeah, I think that this is the biggest thing, I think, especially for women. Like right now, I, I primarily all of my clients are female. Um, so it's so interesting, you know, to kind of watch each female um react differently and I've had girls that are 
some of the most beautiful women in the world considerably and then some girls that are just normal nice girls that are just learning to like love their bodies and lose weight or gain weight or like gain muscle whatever they're accomplishing and the insecurities are always the same and it's just crazy to me that knowing that every girl has these like looming insecurities and that they carry for the rest of their life which just like breaks my heart and I think that it's your responsibility to yourself to discover what it is about you that makes you different and then in the accepting and not only accepting it because like even in that way like that that sounds like such a negative like connotation Mm -hmm. to accepting who you are it's no it's like learning who you are and discovering like all these wonderful things about yourself and your interests and like you know that the way you look is maybe different than the person you're sitting next to but like but that's a good thing like you don't want to look like everybody else why would you want to look like everybody else and I think that also understanding that it's okay to feel negative about yourself sometimes it's okay because we're still learning we're still growing like we're not born especially as women we're not born into a society where we're constantly uplifted about how we look we're always Mm -hmm. drugged down about how we look we're always feeling like we could be striving for better which is something that I think that is really unfair and stacked against us but the only thing we can do as young women in this day and age is almost like push against that and just say like I don't want to do that and I'm gonna learn and I'm gonna learn about myself I'm gonna learn about who I am and learn that I like to work out I like to lift weights I like to eat this way I like to do that and like I'm comfortable with that. I'm confident in the way I behave and the way that I act and the way my life is, which AKA results in the way you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. and your body. And I think that living a life of comparison and comparing yourself to these unrealistic ideals, but it goes so much deeper than that because it's like, this is a, a reason that society is posing like how people talk to women, how women talk to other women, like how like social media talks to women, how like marketing talks to women, like all mm-hmm. these things to make you feel like you need to be better always and you need to do it all and you need to be everything. And you can be everything, but it's like, but you also need to recognize that that takes so much and that you should be proud of yourself and that you should love yourself no matter what, physically and internally and all these things. I love that. And to close it off, what is one piece of advice or a quote that you want to leave the listeners with if they don't listen to anything else in this episode and they're just listening to this, what do you want to leave them with? Oh, okay. So I will actually read a quote to you a lot. I don't know if you know this one. Um, this I actually love um, this woman named Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. And I, if you haven't listened to her, you should. Like, she is actually the greatest. Um, I listened to her TED Talk and her Netflix special, and she says this quote that I literally have tattooed, like, right here on my arm. And this is a quote, like, changed her life, and then it also changed mine. And it's something that, ironically, the friend that I had introduced me to Dog Pound had this hanging over his desk for 30 years. And he is really good friends with Tom Brady and Tom Brady like lives by this quote too. And it is actually such a cool quote. So I'm going to read it to you. And it's titled the man in the arena. And it says, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, because there's no effort without error and sh- or shortcoming but who does act stri- actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms and great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, 
who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Which essentially is saying you have to go for what you want, and you have to be the person in the arena. You have to live your life daring greatly. And if you don't, that you're never going to know a life of fulfillment, pretty much, which is like my favorite thing in the world. Like, I think it's so great. And it's so, so applicable to your entire life. I think it's so important. I love that. I love that so much. My therapist keeps telling me to listen to her. And Oh, really? Like Brown. And I oh, keep meaning to. Her. You know, you have to watch it tonight <laughs> now. Like, it's it's the best. You it, She... The Netflix special is is so good and everybody who hasn't listened to her and hasn't read her books, she's actually like self-help stuff for me always gets so repetitive, but like mm-hmm. her stuff, oh my God, it's so good. She is so amazing. You're going to be obsessed with her. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to text me later and tell me how okay. you like it. You're going <laughs> to love her. Yes. I agree with your therapist. Watch her. Do it. She's, she's I will amazing. do it. Yes. And- <laughs> and plug yourself out where can the listeners find you just give us everything absolutely so my instagram is olivia.polling and then my youtube i think is just olivia polling as well and then my tiktok i think is like live polling or olivia i think it's live polling i'm pretty sure and yeah i'm pretty sure that's all we have for social media but that's all i've got so if you guys want to follow me there and keep watching for more workouts there's a lot more fun stuff coming up at the end of the year so I'm excited it'll be fun I'm excited for you and Liv's workouts are awesome so I'll have everything linked in the show notes so if you didn't catch that you can just go and click super easy but thank you so much for coming on thank the you podcast so much for having me I'm so guys uh, we have been friends for literally <laughs> Alana and I have been friends for almost like three years now which I think it's almost was, four now. It might be almost four. We were, you were my first ever like fitness Instagram friend. And I remember one time we had a conversation. We're like, we we're the first ones. Like, I think we literally had that conversation over DM. Like we're the first ones. We did it. Oh my God. So funny. I love wow. it so much. It's so Look crazy. How far we have come. We have, we have come so far. We have watched each other like grow so much. It's amazing. And one day we will meet in person. One day we will meet in person. One day we will meet in person. It's going to happen. Yes, it has to. But thank you again so much. And Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Of course. You're welcome back anytime. So if you guys like this episode of Morning Ray, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps support the podcast. I love you guys so much and we'll chat soon. Bye, guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.